Well, hello and welcome to the Goddess Got Goals podcast. We're on episode number 39. I am Lisa Barwise, your hostess with the mostess. And this week's podcast is something, a message that I believe every woman needs to hear. If you're someone who has really just struggled with their body image, with understanding what my body should, I'm doing air quotes, look like, if you are feeling so, you know, your confidence is so low, you don't like looking at yourself in the mirror, you're wondering why you always feel like you're not enough, you wonder why, you know, there's there's parts of your body every day that you're just constantly worried about or thinking about, um, where you won't even look at yourself in pictures, let alone have someone take a picture of you right now, um, all of these things, then this is the episode for you. We want to talk about body image in terms of going all the way back to when we played with Barbies, yeah? Taking back to what is impacting us in terms of understanding our bodies, accepting our bodies, being able to, you know, differentiate between what our bodies do for us versus what they are, Um, being able to understand where we hold or have fat, not that we are fat, all of these different messages that get thrown in. So if you are someone who really does have have like this inner conflict, this inner dialogue about their body on a regular basis, don't feel confident or comfortable with it, then this is the episode for you. So we're going to dive in. We're going to talk about it. We're going to unpack some cool, interesting facts. I'm going to share a little bit about my own journey and we're going to give you something, of course, to take some inspired action to help you along the way. But we need to get diving in first, right? So let's get dived in to this episode and talking about growing up with the body image of Barbie. Okay, before we dive into this week's episode, I need to tell you all about our brand new live masterclass series. The three little known secrets to develop the strength, belief, and body of a superhero. If you give me just 60 minutes, I'll teach you exactly how to feel the certainty and confidence of a superhero and feel sexy strong, even if you feel far from super right now. Yep, we're going to teach you how to be your own superhero. And it's free. Come on over to warriorgoddesskettlebelltraining.com forward slash superhero and see what I look like dressed up as Wonder Woman. But until then, I can't wait to share all of this with you over a series of live masterclasses, one of which is happening in just a few days. So be sure to grab the spot, limited spaces available over at warriorgoddesskettlebelltraining.com forward slash superhero. All right, let's dive into this episode. Well, hello there, goddesses. How are you all today? I want to tell you that I'm sitting in my office right now recording this for you, as always, and it is storming outside my window. You might even hear the wind. Um, No idea where Happy Dog is, so he could be barking at any minute. But I still wanted to bring this content to you because, oh, it's 
a juicy one. It is something that I am seeing more and more over social media, more and more um, with women going through my challenges or programs that are really struggling with this body image piece, with understanding realistic expectations, and really to kind of answer this question of, well, what should my body look like? Which, oh my goodness, which such a minefield of a question, but I really wanted to dive into it. And I'm doing it using the body image of Barbie, right? Growing up with the body image of Barbie and what that has done maybe to impact us and to um, mess with us, right? Mess with our mindset, mess with our idea and concept of reality and what is actually realistic, what is true, oh, all this sort of stuff. So According to an online article, only 15% of women don't feel negative about any part of their body. That means that 85% do, right? And with varying degrees, I'll show you the graphic in the show notes, but like, you know, there's like nearly what, 60% that don't like their bellies, they don't like their arms, they don't even like their face, lots of different negative thoughts about their bodies. And the thing is, there's no such thing as a perfect body or um and even the even the concept of the word real woman I'm not really sure about that because having to put the word real in front kind of makes us think that others aren't real so there's real and unreal right when really there's just women <laughs> so it's 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 hard for us to to maneuver through this topic but i want to just give it to you from my point of view cuz that's how i always do things but also what i'm seeing time and time again from my clients and also just how much it's kind of messing with us so there really is no such thing as a perfect body there's no such thing as a real woman and there's just women like you and me right and come in every conceivable shape and size, short, tall, thin, fat, have fat, not are fat, um, have long legs, short legs, you know, thicker ankles, narrow ankles, have sometimes one leg longer than the other, sometimes one leg thicker and have a greater circumference than the other. We have lumps, we have bumps, we have bits that we don't like that wobble, we have bits that don't wobble enough, um, and we've occasionally got bits we do like, bits we don't like. I mean, seriously. And then forget about the airbrush models and magazines. But again, it's kind of not their fault that they're being airbrushed. And it's also real or not real or, you know, and I feel like, you know, social media and the development of a lot of apps um, and, you know, being able to touch things up, etc., have caused us to have just a completely skewed idea of reality, right? So, and then that kind of plays on our own insecurities uh, with regards to that. But that was in, you know, where we're at now with social media. But I also think that it happened as far as us playing with dolls. And I grew up with the era of Barbie. Maybe you did too. And I want to kind of share some images of the Barbie doll, which we'll show again in our show notes. But here's some highlights, right? So with the size of her neck, she couldn't actually physically hold up her head. Her legs are double the length of her arms. Her wrists are the equivalent to like three inches, so don't get her to pick up anything. They would probably just break off. Her whole hand would just break off. Um, her waist to hip ratio is double the average. So what I mean by that is it's 
twice as unlikely to get that that waist to hip ratio than what is the average when measured by women currently in this world. And with six inch ankles, she would have to walk on all fours. <laughs> so what does this do to our, con- our, our mindset, our conditioning as a child, right? You know, this runs really deep, ladies. And in my experience, it is accumulated with this notion that women's bodies are valued more than the women themselves. We are conditioned that a skinny, smooth, and wrinkle-free body is worth more than the human being inside of it. We mistakenly believe that our body is our life's masterpiece when our life is the masterpiece of our body. Our body is just our life's vehicle to achieve that. So there's no such thing as a perfect body. And you're not the only woman who worries about her figure or things that they don't like or all of those sorts of things. You're not the only woman who finds it difficult to find things to fit or to feel good or to look into the mirror and love and accept what you see. But here is an interesting test because I really want to think about, well, what is it that we're going for? So when when a lot of my um, ladies come through challenges, and yes, we do have a weight loss element to what we do because some people do need to lose weight from a health point of view. Um, however, we're so caught up on what that scale is telling us. Oh, it's it's more addictive than friggin' drugs and alcohol, weighing yourself. Literally, absolutely see it time and time again. But if you think about what it is that we're truly going for, why are we so obsessed with dieting? Why are we so obsessed with the scales? When really, if you think about it, okay, so you could stand right now in your bra and pants, uh, or for my American ladies, your bra and panties. Um, let's just say your, your, your swimsuit, your bikini, right? And you could stand there right now on a stage, imagine, in front of 100 people right? And those hundred people are sitting there going, "Hmm, what do we think here? And 50 of them love the way your body is. They're like, oh, look at her legs. They're amazing. Oh my goodness. Look at her waist. You know, look at her boobs. I wish I had boobs like that. Um, And then there's maybe 50 that are like, you know what? I don't, I I don't like the way her bum does that. Or, you know, she's not this, she's not that, whatever. Okay. So then you say to yourself, right, well, I'm going to go on a diet. I am going to diet. I'm going to kill myself in the gym. And six months from now, I'm going to stand on this stage again and show these people, right? So you do that. You kill yourself in the gym. You diet, you diet, you diet. You stand on that stage and you go, what? And 50 people go, well, I actually maybe liked her the way she was before. You know, I think she's too skinny. I think she's too muscly. I think she's too... Um, X, Y, and Z, or they could say, oh my goodness, I love her. Look what she's done. This is amazing, etc." So if your goal is externally focused to please people, I want to look a certain way so people think I'm skinny, strong, whatever, right? Or people want, I want them to look at me and go, I must be successful because I have six pack abs or whatever it is. You're never going to please everyone, right? Some of them are going to go, you look too manly, you look too masculine, you look too too ripped, you look too 
X, Y, and Z, or, you know, you still, you're still, I mean, how could you still be that overweight for doing that amount of work or whatever, right? So the, the lesson I'm trying to uh, help you understand here at this point is that you're never going to please everybody with how your body is. And is that the point, right? Why should that be something that you're working towards? I call that the hundred people test. 50 will love, 50 won't love. And who knows how, what's going on for them in that day. So if we're just trying to be a certain way to avoid being judged a certain way or to be judged the way that we want to hear, then isn't that a really interesting way to live our lives? Because really, we're not going to get anywhere with that, right? We can't please people with our bodies. Our bodies are not the masterpiece. Yeah? So how I further, I'm going to literally hammer this home is I want you to think about a photograph that you've maybe come across recently of yourself, maybe 10 years ago or a long time ago ish. Right. And if you remember about when that photograph was taken, can you think of one that you maybe came across recently? And I'm sure in that moment, when you saw that photograph, you thought, you know, look at me then don't I look amazing? But you also maybe thought, I didn't, I didn't like myself then either. I didn't like how I looked. I thought I could have been skinnier. I thought I could have been X, Y, and Z, right? This is the mental, you know, mind fuck stuff that we do to our brains because we look back at photos where we now go, wow, look at me then, like how lean I was, how, how in shape I was or any of these sorts of things. But then if we remember when that photo was taken, we remember thinking how insecure we felt, how we didn't like our bodies, how we thought we were overweight, X, Y, and Z, right? Oh my goodness. I mean, we really mess ourselves up with this. So how we think about our body and how we talk about our body can really impact everything, right? It can impact everything from how we are choosing to to be in the world, our obviously our self-esteem, our confidence. But in my experience, I think it can also affect how well your body will respond. I mean, have you seen, I'm sure you have, the um, studies that were done about uh, a, a girl at high school did a study where she was talking to plants and there was one plant where she just talked really negatively to it all the time. And there was another plant where she talked and gave it positive reassurance all of the time. Now, the plant that she talked really negative to it looked like it was dying. <laughs> Literally, it had wrinkled. It was dying and brown and curled up leaves and all of these sorts of things, right? Whereas the other one, strangely enough, was blossoming. So when we talk to our body and come on girls, you know, we do this, right? Oh my God, I'm so fat. And oh my goodness, look at this belly and oh, so wobbly. You know, we avoid mirrors. We don't want to look at ourselves, all of these sorts of things. I truly believe that this can have a massive impact, not just on um, our ability to love ourselves, which is a whole and accept ourselves where we're at, but from a you know, body shape change and even building strength point of view. So let me tell you a little story. Okay. So how I learned about my body and how I learned about objectively 
looking at my body as my life's vehicle and being able to start to identify and look at the different parts of it um, throughout this process of becoming stronger, becoming um, the badass that I am, right? So when did I first become aware of my body compared to others? I do remember it very clearly, actually. I was right up smack bang in the middle of my teens, thought that I was beautiful, awesome. My mum and dad did an amazing job at boosting my confidence and, you know, always being very sweet and, you know, telling me I was beautiful and um, all of these things. So I never had any negative um, input. Um, and then even then, it wasn't that I had negative input, but I do remember having a a um, sleepover at a friend's house over a weekend. And, you know, looking back on it now, she was um, lived with her mom. Her mom was a single parent and, you know, uh, quite young. Her mom was quite young. And I think that her mom was obviously going through a time where she was, you know, getting back out on the dating scene, etc. And she was losing weight and she was buying all these nice clothes. And there was a lot of focus in this household on being skinny, wearing the right clothes, wearing a lot of makeup. And up until that point, I didn't really wear makeup. Yes, I liked clothes, but I liked jeans and Levi's and DM boots and, um, you know, cute little tops and, and you know, things like that. I loved buying green clothes because green was my favorite color. And like, that was, that was how I made decisions at that point, right? So I was probably about 14 or so. And it was only, you know, we spent all weekend watching MTV videos and dancing and eating pizza. And, um, and then her mom, you know, made comments about eating, you know, we were eating too much food or you're going to get fat. And, you know, and it was only then that I started to think, am I fat? Am I overweight? Or what, you know, am I dressing weirdly? Or, you know, and it was very interesting to me that the effect, obviously, parents can have on, on our on children in terms of the, the, you know, the challenges that they're going through and what, what a child, especially a very impressionable teenage child can see, which is interesting and needs to be pointed out. But for me, this is when I started to compare myself to others. Yeah. So I started to notice that I was, you know, I knew I had big boobs because I used to get called these big boobs all the time. Um, but again, I didn't really think anything negative about that. Um, I did only then start to notice that I had more of a, a jelly belly or held weight across my belly where I was seeing friends with very flat stomachs and belly button rings were a big thing at that point, if you remember back in the 90s, girls. Um, so it was very interesting to me that I was like, huh, okay, this is, this, I am different. I am, you know, I am not what I thought I was, I suppose, or I started to compare myself in that way. But then as I remember, I remember very clearly moving from about 16 through to 19, that, um, I was doing a lot of exercise. I, I started to lose some of that extra weight because of naturally just doing, you know, a lot of uh, sports that I would play. Um, and I was just very active and I ate very healthily. I, I became a vegetarian at the age of 13. So, you know, I didn't eat a lot of junk food because junk food back then wasn't vegetarian. Um, so did love chocolate, 
But I started to notice that my body was getting a lot of attention and I started to then use my body to get attention from boys specifically. And I, it was very interesting to me that I saw my body as a tool to attract men, right? And this went on for a very long time. So I always felt very good and confident about my body. And although, you know, I wasn't always super skinny, I've always been the uh, what I call the right side of slim throughout, um, you know, my 20s, etc. Um, but I always used my curves to my advantage, if let's just say that, right? So, you know, it was only when I truly began my my strength training and started to really focus on fitness and wanting to be stronger that, and this happened what in my 30s. So right up until that point, you know, I was always kind of like, well, you know, I'm, I'm the right side of slim. Everything is okay. Right. Um, and although there was times I didn't like, you know, I'd put on a bit of weight and I wasn't feeling so confident, etc. I always had a general positive view of my body. Um, other than I, I just didn't like feeling so small. I didn't like feeling so weak or not strong in that respect. And I felt like I was a badass inside, even though my body wasn't reflecting that. Right. You know, um, I wasn't, I wasn't one of these people that could move furniture or lift things up over my head or, you know, a lot of people who knew me in my twenties are always like, laughing at the fact that I am now a fitness instructor or a personal trainer because they're like, seriously, you didn't even like walking upstairs. <laughs> or you would always be like, can we park the car close to the door so I don't have to walk so far? I still actually say that too now. Um, but it's interesting that when I started to see my body in a different way in terms of my goals, and this is where it all changed for me. And I know I bang on about goddess got goals all the time. But for me, when I had a goal that wasn't about fixing my body, because I do believe that goals that fix never stick. Wonderful quote by Brendan Bouchard. Uh, when I was, when I set a goal more about strength, more about, well, what can I achieve, you know, and then as an effect focused on how it changed my body, things completely changed right? When you start to see the muscles, when you start to identify and look at, well, that's a quad muscle, look at that's a glute muscle, that's a medius muscle of the glutes, you know, that was, um, you know, my, my biceps, my triceps, you know, noticing the changes in my shoulders, feeling strong in my shoulders, right? And seeing those gains of strength, learning about my body shape, from a muscle building point of way, you know, way and noticing how it would change or grow or, or pump up or et cetera, may, meant it was easier for me to look at those parts of my body as just a process, right? They were just the, um, the process. So I, I truly believe that my body was both the masterpiece and a work in process. I love that quote, right? But it's very much that I could look at it, accept it, love it, be like, oh, right. Okay. Look how that's working. Or, you know, okay. Yes. I can see how there has, um, I'm holding on to more skin here, or I'm holding on to more weight here, etc. And I, I could look at my body more objectively because I saw it as an accumulation of hard work and, you know, excitement to watch 
my muscle building, my strength building, and how focusing on strength and focusing on building muscle was changing my body because it was also changing my internal mindset of what was important and what I was working towards as my goals, right? It's really hard to explain to you what that's like unless you're in it. And it's interesting because you do then start to join a bit of a club. (laughs) It's almost like people who start lifting or training differently, not just going to the gym, but like training towards a goal, whether that be that you're doing kettlebell training or doing bodybuilding style workouts, those around you understand what it means of what you're doing. You're doing hard things, you're doing, you know, hard, heavy lifts, but you're also noticing the changes. You're focused on gains. I mean, I never thought I would be somebody that would be focused on gains versus losses. Or when I remember once, you know, not wearing a pair of cotton uh, summer trousers from one summer to another, because hello, we live in Ireland and summers don't happen and warmth doesn't happen. And I remember trying to put on these trousers and I couldn't get it up over my butt. My first thought was, was, oh my God, I've put on weight when really, oh my God, I've added this serious amount of muscle. And then I was like, oh, this is amazing. I'm so excited that this doesn't work, that I can't put these on, that I had gone up from a, you know, a size eight. And yes, I have always been a size eight because I'm little, I'm a little fairy, as I like to call myself. Um, So to being able to move up to a size 10 regularly, which is what I wear now because of my butt and my larger legs is amazing to me. It's like, yeah, like I did that. I built that. I've become more balanced. I have become more balanced from my top half to my bottom half. I'm not as top heavy as I was. I still have my curves. I still have a narrower waist and I'm working on building up the legs and the bum curves or the mervs, muscle curves, as we like to call them. And that feels amazing to me because I have control over it, right? I have control over how I can do that. So when I now look at them in a mirror, I can be critical from a objective point of view of, okay, how's my bum looking? Is it, have I, you know, been working on it? Like, is it getting, is it more lifted? Is it rounder, you know, or how are my quads? Are they more defined? Are they stronger? Am I able to lift more? Do you see what I mean? It's completely different. And I know a lot of the time when you see fitness professionals and bodybuilders and all this sort of stuff, on social media, strutting their stuff, doing their poses, you you can feel if you're not in that scenario, if you're not working towards those goals, you have no idea what it's taken to achieve that. The, literally the sweat, quite often the tears, quite, you know, the amount of time, the amount of dedication, the commitment, the discipline, etc., that it's taken, and that that the body is simply a result of those wonderful traits, skills, etc. Right. And that's what I love about when you train towards a goal, when you start to strength train, when you start to have that different switch go off between diet and exercise and eating and training and understanding that then your life's vehicle, right, is helping you to paint the masterpiece of your life. So your body is simply the vehicle or the process by which you are living your life. Because for me, now that I'm stronger, I can do more things. Now that I have more energy, now that I feel confident about my body, I do more things, right? So 
Could you imagine that? Could you imagine what it would feel like looking at your body and being able to do those things? Because here's the thing. I have also done the opposite. I have also, through some of this journey, been meaner to parts of my body, like, oh, come on, legs, you can't do this. And, you know, my belly, why is my belly always just getting in the way or it's, you know, it's wobbly or I don't know, really mean things that you say to your belly. And interestingly, there is definitely 100% a correlation between how you think about certain body parts and their strength. I have seen it time and time and time again that those women who tend to hold a lot of weight in their belly and midsection area, who also don't like that and would have negative self-talk about that, end up not having a strong core or avoiding doing those sorts of exercises or training to strengthen that core because of that. And it's so, I see it all the time. I see it all of the time. Then they end up with, you know, lower back issues in addition to not being able to progress through certain movements, right? Because they're seeing their body as a obstacle rather than the vehicle that it is, right? We call it, you know, strong core, soft belly. You can still have a soft belly um, and a strong core inside. There's nothing wrong with that, right? You know, six-pack abs may be a goal for some. It's not for me. Uh, For me, it's about I want to be strong, but I also want to love and accept my body on the journey towards, you know, being the best and strongest person I can be. So I don't know. I just thought this was an interesting discussion to have today because it's coming up so much in terms of, well, what's realistic or what should I be looking for or how do I know if I've got there or, you know, obsession with the scales, like absolute addiction and obsession with the scales. When really, when when women work with me, what, yes, they do say they want weight loss, but when I ask, well, why, why do you want it? Like what, what will weight loss get you? Most of the time, they just want to feel and look better. They just want to feel sexier, more confident, all of these things, right? Are you ever going to get that message by standing on the scales? There's nothing the scale will ever tell you that's good, right? Okay, you stand on the scales, you look at it and you think, oh, I should have lost more. I lost two pounds. I should have lost more. You're sad. You stand on the scales. You haven't lost anything. You're sad. You stand on the scales, you lose seven pounds. You're really excited. You stand on the scales four days later, you've added two more pounds. You're sad. There's never anything good the scales are going to tell you. And it's not even a true metric for body shape change, for understanding how to change the composition of your body, of fat and muscle within the body. So ladies, ditch the scales for sure. Okay. So I kind of want to just kind of round this up today, talking about how to truly think about this moving forward, what you can actually do. And what I would definitely recommend is catching yourself when you say negative things about your body, right? When you go into your head and that inner mean girl or inner mean adult woman (laughs) says mean things about her body, catch yourself in the moment and go, oh, I'm doing that again. And instead, believe it or not, whether you say it out loud or not, treat your body like a toddler, like a child 
right? You wouldn't shout at a child for falling down um, when it's learning to walk, right? You wouldn't shout at a child learning to read. What you do is you nurture, you say nice things. Oh, look at you. Okay, you're not doing, you know, not doing so good right now. How can I help you? Or aren't you doing great? You've really, you, you're this strong core is holding me up. It's holding my back up every day. Without my legs, I couldn't walk and stand up. Without my butt, I couldn't, I couldn't hinge. I couldn't get up and down. I couldn't sit down. I couldn't move my legs, right? So if this was something that that spoke to you today, I would love, love, love if you were to share it out because there's bound to be somebody that needs to hear this conversation, right? Share it out to a girlfriend. And if it really did touch you, and I really ask for your help and support to support the Goddess Got Goals podcast by simply going over to iTunes. We'll leave a link in the show notes for you to be able to go over and leave a review. The review for a podcast is like the lifeblood. It's how we get out there and reach more women and help them, which is really what we want to do. So be sure to subscribe on iTunes, go over and leave a rate and review. And if you do that, we'll also enter you into our draw for our free six-week transformation unicorn challenge worth $197, all of which you'll find on our show notes. If you go to warriorgoddesskettlebelltraining.com forward slash podcasts forward slash 39, because this is number 39. All right. Well, I hope that was information you needed to hear today. And I thank you so much for listening and being part of this. And I'll see you same time, same place next week. All right. Bye for now.